The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Darren Fessler joins us with Lakefront Futures. We are wrapping up a week on an interesting couple of trading sessions, uh, to say the least, Darren. I know that uh, you guys, everybody has been watching these numbers in the sense of quality that's come from the USDA in those weekly crop progress reports. We're sitting some record numbers for corn and beans, but Mother Nature is going to have a very tight hold. I think as we head forward into some of these weather premiums for the markets. Yeah, the, uh, the what we're seeing from the monthly or the Monday crop uh, progress numbers. I mean, this this crop is off corn beans. I mean, we are off to a record start. I mean, if the, if this should hold, there's no doubt in my mind that we're going to be talking record yields if it holds. That's a that's a very very big if though. Yeah. But- um, I was going to say, I was gonna, no, I was just going to say, you know, we've seen what's been happening. We saw some very unexpected weather hitting areas of, of northeast Nebraska into Iowa. And I even I heard talks of some damage in Minnesota as well from these storms that moved through. So it just kind of keeps in reminding that you're not really in charge and you got to kind of go with the flow at times, unfortunately. Yeah, we're, we're not in charge in this. Mother Nature, she'll do what she wants. And, you know, the, the, the thing with the market is that they're continuing to see these rains above this ridge uh, across that northern Iowa, southern Minnesota into that today into the northern parts of Illinois. Uh, there is still some areas of dryness. I have customers in west central, central Illinois that haven't got rain over three weeks. Their corn's rolling by mid-morning still. And we're talking ground an area that has 250 bushel type corn. And they're they're struggling right now. If, if this if this type of trend persists, um, I just don't quite see. We're talking the, the really good production areas. How we're even close to this eighty percent. But if, if we continue to, to get these nice rains, I, I I think that we're trending towards that record yield. I don't think we're going to get that, but we're trending that way. There's still some downside risk to this market, but. I'll let the bears be sellers down here. It's, it, the, the, we've been beat up way too much here on particular corn and beans. The bean sell-off here is not not to be surprising. Uh, we have still recommended our guys to be at least that 45 to 55% sold with plenty of hedges in place after that. But we just got just sheer acres on the beans alone this year. Um, this type of sell-off, we've seen the largest sell-off we've had in the last year here. This, this sell-off is, should not be surprising here in beans. You know, we're not the only ones that, that have been dealing with weather. I know that it was uh, brought up earlier this week about the drought conditions for Ukraine and Russia, which is a big effect on their winter wheat crop. Yeah, that's that's going to be what's really going to encourage this wheat market along here, even though we had a pullback today. But what's been ticking this market higher had been those dryness concerns, like you mentioned, out of Russia and Ukraine. And the chart structure looks pretty Pretty positive still. We're still holding the trend line support here, which is a which is a good thing. And really, from a U.S. producer standpoint, we're going to need some issues in other parts of the country, or excuse me, the world, to, to really get the wheat market to stay elevated at, at these levels. I know there had been a lot of issues in Kansas, uh, but 
in an, in an overall perspective of the world supply, we, we need some of these much larger players to have some issues. And and that really is going to what's trigger this, like I said, this overall elevated price. And, and we, so hopefully it stays this way because, I mean, we're still looking at some prices that if you look out the next summer on wheat are still pretty attractive from a hedger standpoint. Well, this harvest of wheat is moving out of Texas into Oklahoma. They've actually had some rains down there which is a little too late, but uh, obviously still welcomed by producers. Looking at the numbers, some of the early talk, it isn't a pretty picture in many areas. No, no, it, it really isn't. And that's that was kind of to be expected here. That whole, it's kind of been a dome of dryness this entire winter and, and going into summer. The, some of these areas, I know they've had received some rains here, but it's a little too late at, at this juncture. And the heat was really encouraging a lot of this wheat along here. So uh, I would look for, in, in some areas, this heat is probably going to reduce that yield. I know that in parts of Illinois as well, too, I mean, the heat's really, really warm up there. I mean, they're losing bushels. I know they're, they've lost, you know, if the drought didn't kill it early in Kansas, that the heat heat coming on here is going to reduce some of those yields, too. So it, you, you just get thrown a lot at the, the Kansas wheat producers and the Oklahoma and Texas at this juncture. It's, it's almost like pack up and try again next year because it's been a rough year. So how do you optimistically trade this wheat market when you know that there are struggles, not only here in the U.S., but globally and for so many years? We talked about a glut on the market of wheat, and now there just seems to be there in this kind of feel of ooh, we might not have enough as we originally thought. Yeah, if you if you look at the whole chart structure and the technicals of wheat, they've been really uh, almost a trader stream here recently. We've been trading basically at twenty five to fifty cent range every every so often here. I mean, we we make these newer highs, we back up, we hold that trend line support, we, we kept making newer highs on the, the overall trend. And now we look like we're probably going to set back on another trend, another down day here, and, and try try to probably try to find that trend line next week sometime as we continue to hold the 20-day exponential moving average. So we are getting to some higher levels here from, like I said, a, from a hedger standpoint. I, I still think that unless we run into some weather, uh, these are still attractive prices if you do have the uh, okay wheat to get some get some puts uh, put in place here. Any other thoughts on, on the soybean numbers? I mean, they really have tried to come back from some low numbers that we saw in the overnight. Yeah, we bounced off the bounced off the lows. We still finished, uh, you know, on the November contract anyway, about five cents lower. Uh, the key thing moving here and forward with with the beans is we have the a revision of what those acres are going to be. Do we get more acres at the end of the month? Because I don't think the market can withstand more acres. Um, overall, the chart structure is still very bearish here. I don't want to get too bearish here below 975. I think that's probably kind of where you're going to trend this market to. But uh, overall, if we're if we're going to maintain these 75% uh, good to excellent, which is one of the highest ones on record, um, boy, it's it's hard for the the bulls to really gather momentum on that. You're just folks. We've got more of the Fontenelle Final Bell coming up as we wrap up the week on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as Darren Fessler joins us with Lakefront Futures. As we wrap up the week, talk us some on the livestock side, Darren, some firm to strong buyer support that started to redevelop for the cattle market. Yeah, this has been a really uh, decent week here for uh, fat cattle, even even feeders, really. Um, you know, we're seeing some decent cash bids here. Yeah, I, I believe I've seen a 115 here yet today. Don't quote me on that, but I believe I've seen a 115 here uh, this afternoon 
that uh, this is this is really encouraging. You know, we, we had June options come off the board here last week, I believe, or a couple weeks ago, and uh, ever since then we've seen this June board really rally. What, what that is really encouraging. But now that we're above the 50-day, I would really, if you have some cows ready to go here, just start start contacting some guys around here because these are some well, we, some decent prices I, I consider. I mean, we're probably going to work our way higher, closer to that 200-day, which is right under 112. I think we'd probably get there. We'll probably at least test it next week to see what, see what see what's up there. But um, encouraging on, even on the back months are starting to, August is really picking up, trying to catch up to that June. And so I, I really, uh, I'm encouraged by what I'm seeing technically in cattle. Uh, even on the cash side of things, even on know that basis, I shrunk here and uh, really narrowed that up here. But I, I don't think that the cattle really falls out of bed here. I don't think it goes to the moon either. I think we're, we're in a very comfortable range here. It is, it's structurally, technically, it's, it's, it's going the way that uh, Bull would want it to do, very orderly. Uh, so really like the price action here, what we're seeing in cattle. You talk about that comfortable range, but as we look at what we saw last week with the limit up day, the limit down day, the volatility that's been in this market into early summer, is that something we can continue to see as we move through the month of June? I, I really do, and I think one of that is going to be what what does corn what does corn do? Uh, does corn run into a weather issue that we're going to uh, increase it to a point where it's going to affect some of that cost of gain? I, I think that. Uh, the relationship between corn and cattle should be followed closely here during these summer months. Uh, but all in all, I mean, we, we've seen corn pull back here, uh, and we've really seen cattle move higher. I mean, that's that shouldn't be too surprising here. I'm, like I said, I'm much more of a technical type of trader here on, on the cattle side, but uh, we do like what we're seeing here. I, I'm, I'm, I don't, like I said, I don't think we go back and retest some of those contract highs on that June board um, before expiration. But uh, do do to, do keep an eye on this. Uh, uh, this August for because August is trending closer to that 50 or excuse me that 100 day moving average closer to that 107.50 mark so I wouldn't be surprised here to see June's continue to rally into that board and August follow suit those feeders as well saw some some strong numbers and after what was been a kind of a sluggish type of trade yeah, it's the same type of structure here on the, the August feeders. I mean, we are above the 100-day moving average. Um, this is probably a decent spot from uh, from where we've come from, really, above 135 there, 136, to probably look at getting some hedges in place here. I would not be surprised here to see, now that we've we've really closed above the 100, to really try to push this market further here. Um, and I think a lot of it is, if you get this further push, I think it's going to come from cool heads prevailing with a lot of these tariff talks and uh, with what we're what we're seeing here i would not be surprised to, to test this thing above 150 at some point i love the fact that we can be headed into a weekend and get to use the words strong late week gains for the hogs yeah hogs have been really impressive i think that it's because a lot of the headline risk haven't i mean no after memorial week we had a lot of headline risk here but hogs have just been really impressive. I like the structure there as well, too. I think we probably push closer to the 100-day on that, a couple bucks higher, before we're finding resistance again. It had been resistance going back all the way to April. So I, I do like the hog trade here. I would be looking for hedgers to get some stuff hedged up closer to the $80 if you're looking at the August contract. Darren, do you think there's some nervousness, though, because you, you did bring up trade, and, and everything has been going on between the U.S. and Mexico. Does that cause her some nervousness, especially for this pork trade? 
Oh, almost certainly it does. I mean, I think that's one of the things it, it, as a market as a whole has been weighing on the shoulder of especially the grains. It's just the market does not like uncertainty. And what what, we're, what we have seen in the hogs, and we haven't seen a whole heck of a lot of uncertainty that it seems like the headlines have kind of cooled themselves a little bit uh, and that has just allowed uh allowed hogs and cattle to rally on the meat side but it's still weighing on the, on the shoulders i think of the grains for right now and especially with the weather conditions a trade issues going on here are, are will, will create a lot of uncertainty in, in a lot of markets not just the not just the ads but equities as well some final thoughts as we head towards the weekend and into monday either grain or livestock we should keep in the back burner yeah, on far as the meats are concerned and cattle and uh, hogs there, I'm going to continue to look for some continued upside in the next week. And as far as the grains are concerned, we'll be watching the weather forecast. They are forecasting some heavier rains across Iowa this week, and we'll see if that materializes. They're all also forecasting some well above average temps. So we're going to be watching those crop conditions Monday to see what they do, if they deteriorate, if they get better. But th- this is a weather market here on out. All right. If best way, Darren, for those producers to reach out and talk to you. You bet. They can find me on Twitter at DDF Alpha is my handle on there. They can contact me directly at 402-366-0423, or they can visit on our website at lakefrontfutures.com. That is the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle and all the Fontenelle dealers on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.